0: It was a big change for me, like my thinking, like I'm like, okay, am I really ready for this? And if I am ready for this, like I got to stop only thinking about myself. Now I have to think about myself and this other person.
1: Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Wedding and Beyond. I'm Sophia Jones, owner and creative director at Royal Occasions, Inc., which is a full service wedding and event company in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. You might ask, why would I want to start a podcast? Well, the answer is simple. Over the past several years, I've worked with couples on their weddings, and I began to observe the amount of time spent planning for the big day, oftentimes with little or no thought to the day after. Then one day I heard a conversation about divorce rates and that even among Christian couples, the rate was as high, if not higher, than that of non-Christian couples. Depending on which report you read, 40 to 50% of marriages end in divorce. No matter your religion or belief, that's a lot of broken marriages. And unfortunately, I'm part of that statistic too. But it did get me to thinking, why can't people stay together once they're married? Are they really prepared for marriage? And most importantly to me, what can I do to help the couples I work with better prepare for not only the wedding day, but for married life? So here we are trying to answer those questions and doing what little we can to help couples have successful marriages. It is my prayer that through this podcast, our listeners hear at least one thing they can apply to their marriages to help make it better. Today, I'm excited to be talking with the newest Royal Occasions bride and groom, Stephen and Brittany Gaskins, who got married on May 5th. I thought it would be perfect to get their insight on the planning process for their wedding and their marriage. So here goes. Welcome to you both. Hey, how are you doing? Hey, hello. So let's have some fun with this, okay, guys? <laughs> so first question: How's married life been so far?
2: Married life is different. It's uh, it's exciting. It's uh, fun. It's uh, challenging. It's uh, beautifully complicated. Um, <laughs> beautifully
1: complicated i've never heard that that's yeah, a good it's, one
2: it's beautifully complicated because you're you're merging two uh you know we never lived together before and so now you're merging two lives together and it's just you know it's a growing process getting to know each other
0: um i piggyback off of what Stephen said you know the learning process getting to know each other on a different level than we had known each other before because we whoo oh, we both <laughs> we both <laughs> like things our way. So um, moving into our new home together, it's been, it had its challenges because, you know, I like things a certain way. And he's a guy and he likes things a certain way. Right. So trying to compromise. That's
1: I think that's the key word is compromise. You know, it's really yeah. the key word. So give us a little of your story. How did you guys meet? How long did you date before you proposed? You know, just a brief synopsis, you know. He stalked me at church. Well, <laughs>
2: I was doing my own thing. You know what I'm saying? Here we go. And I, you know how you can feel somebody just staring at the back of your head? <laughs> when I turned around, it wasn't her. But <laughs> um, <laughs> next to whoever probably was staring at me, okay. uh, Brittany was standing uh, in the choir stand uh, next to someone. And. I recognized her face from Facebook. I don't know how we became Facebook friends, but we were Facebook friends. Um, and I recognized her face when I, when I saw her in church. I was uh, working the sound, and I was uh, walking around uh, adjusting the sound. And I was like, I know her. She's a girl from, from Facebook. And I saw her, and I was like, oh, all right, cool. And then uh, a couple Sundays went past, and then I seen her in the same spot again. <laughs> and I was like... That is a girl from Facebook. And then I, I went and I tried to see uh I was like, I know that's the girl from Facebook. And I tried to find her on Facebook, but I couldn't I couldn't find her. And then um uh, I asked uh I asked the person that she was next to. I was like, Hey, who is who is that? And she was like, Oh, her name is Brittany, she's single, she works over in the children's church and things like that. And you know, I came and I laid the Mac down. Oh you know Lord.
1: It's how that this went. is I not was, true. I, I want to like, hear hey, your side of the story,
2: Brittany. No, I'm saying that's kind of how it went in my head, but it kind of <laughs> came out like, uh, uh, say, Hi. <laughs> 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 and it's probably what I said for real. Uh, <laughs> and the rest is kind of history. Um, I think I did find her on Facebook and uh, I asked her out on Facebook. On Facebook? Yeah, I oh. asked her out on Facebook and um, she told me, she brushed me off, told me she was going out of town, she'll get back with me next year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's all truth. Uh, you did a, say that? Yes.
1: But I did go out of town. Oh, She's okay. like, I'm okay. going
2: out of town, I'll get back with you next year. And, you know.
1: So I take it was at the end of the year or near the end of the year?
2: Probably like the beginning of December. Okay. And I didn't hear back from her until like January sometime. Uh, And she asked me out on a date. Yes, she did. Because she asked me to come to a friend party. That's a date. Uh, Call it what you want. She asked me out on a date. And uh, I went,
1: and the rest is history. The rest is history. Yeah. Now you're Mr. and Mrs. Gaskins. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Do you want to uh, shed some light on that?
2: No, I think we can go on to the next question.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was something like that. So... How long did you guys date before you made the decision to
0: pop the question? We started officially dating in February of
1: 2016, and he popped the question in March 2017. Okay. See? So, and right. what you will learn, that as your wife, she's going to be clear with her dates.
2: I just know where it happened. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I, remember, just like... I remember what building it was in when it happened.
1: All right. So you guys dated for a year and a month and then Steve popped the question and it was a big surprise for Brittany. Right. Yes. So tell (laughs) us a little bit about that, Brittany. Um, Well,
0: he never had a birthday party before, so I'm like in the planning process trying to surprise him, you know, with a birthday party. And normally when he comes up with like surprises or anything for me, I'm able to catch on. But I guess I was so busy planning his party that I wasn't paying attention to him. So I'm in the planning process, planning his party. And it's crazy because my he came to my mom's house to ask my stepdad for my hand in marriage. And my mom kind of spilled it, but I was still so busy planning because she's like oh steven was here talking to mr Rodney, and i had a thought like i wonder if he's asking him if he can marry me mm-hmm. but i was still so busy with the planning that it kind of like went out the window and i didn't think anything else about it okay and so i planned this party for him And the day of the party i picked him up came to the party having a good time and him and his lovely friend joe who <laughs> knew everything knew about what was going on um I remember them disappearing and then they came back and Joe was like, oh, Steve, you know, say thank you to your friends. And I didn't think anything of it because I'm like, oh, okay, he's going to say thank you to his friends. Right. But something told me to like come closer to him. Uh Uh-huh. But still, I had no idea. And little I know he just dropped down on one knee and.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah boy. so we still raise gentlemen you asked I'm you 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 asked her to be exclusive mm-hmm. you asked her stepfather for her hand in marriage yes and um i mean i think that is something to be admired in this day and age so hats off to you steve thank you thank you <laughs> took my own horn here and you immediately said yes yes how did you know that at that point, that it was time to ask her to that you um, wanted her to be your wife. So it was probably after about our uh,
2: fourth or fifth breakup. <laughs> uh, I tell people it, it ain't real until y'all broke up at least twice. Right? Uh, it, it, ain't, it ain't love. It ain't love. Um, <clears throat> but after a while, I just started noticing that I, I couldn't see myself uh, being without her, and I didn't didn't want to lose her. And that I, I, enjoyed, you know everything that I did, my time that I spent with her and and everything, and that I, I was really head over heels for, her and, and that I lo- that I loved her, and I knew it was, it was time to you know, make it official.
1: Hey, awesome! That's awesome. So. After you guys had, because it was a surprise birthday party for Steve, it was a surprise engagement for you. So it was a night of surprises. But let's say the next day, once it's all started to sink in, did you feel, Brittany, that you were ready to be a wife? Steve, did you feel you were ready to be a husband? Did you take into consideration what that really meant at that point?
0: I don't think I did. I think it was still a blur for me for a while Mm -hmm. until, honestly, until we started marriage counseling. I was like, okay, this is what this entails.
1: And you guys were already, uh, what, at least six months into planning the wedding before you started counseling, correct? Correct. So it didn't really fully start to hit you until then. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. What about you?
2: Uh, Same here. It's just, um, it's a blur after because it's, it's, it's surreal. It's like, did that happen or that that just happened? And like you say, it doesn't really kick in. Like, oh, it's the same thing for the wedding. It doesn't really kick in until a little later. Like, yo, I asked somebody <laughs> to be my wife. Like I picked somebody, like I I, I settled down and I said, hey, you're the one. Let's do this thing, mama. Um, and so, yeah, it, it doesn't really kick in until later.
0: I think it was once I realized the work that had to be to go into making the marriage work, because at first you're like head over heels with like all the planning. And right. you know, I want my dress to look like this. And, you know, I want the wedding to be grand. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're thinking about all that stuff. But when you walk into that room with your pastors and we started marriage counseling, they're like, OK, Brittany, your body is not your body anymore. You know, those things. And it's like, hold on. Wait a minute you know, it was a big change for me. Like my thinking, like, I'm like, okay, am I really ready for this? Right. And if I am ready for this, like I got to stop only thinking about myself. Now I have to think about myself and this other person. Right. Right. So that's when things really got real.
1: <laughs> well that, that sparks a, or brings to mem um, to mind a thought that I had before, um, regarding the fact that, you know, in today's society, we're almost like groomed to be independent Mm-hmm. Whether it's a male or a female, we're groomed to be independent, but then, when you come to merge two lives together, it's you now have to bring these two independent people mm-hmm. to now live as one yes. I mean, I know you guys are still you know getting to know what it's like living together, but did you find that being independent and living on your own to be a little bit difficult coming together, making it a little bit difficult to come together?
2: Um, I think we're still in that process right right now right uh, being that we just got married uh you know what a f- three weeks ago and right. then we were on the honeymoon for right. for a week and then now we're just being in our home together a new home together for uh, a couple of weeks it's now starting to be like okay I have to know that. <laughs> the way I grew up and the way I did things growing up isn't exactly the way this other person grew up or how they did things.
1: I think that is so key. That's good.
2: And I have to condition in my mind that they may want to do something different than the way that I want to do it. Uh, And because of that, I have to be open to that because it doesn't make their way wrong or right. Mm -hmm. It's just—it's just different. It's just different than what you're normally used to. You know, I—I um, I give a, an, an an example. Um, the way we grew up washing dishes. I grew up washing dishes where you make water in the sink mm-hmm. and you wash the dishes and you put it on one side. Mm-hmm. And then you turn the water on and you rinse those dishes off and you put it on a rack. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brittany grew up. Britney. Brittany. Britney. <laughs> Britney grew up where. She washed the dishes as she go, uh, uh, and put okay. the put the dishes up. To me, it don't make no sense. To her, my way don't make no sense. But there's no, it's not right or wrong. It's just, hey, it, the dishes need to be washed. Right, <laughs> like like right. the dishes need to be washed. It really doesn't matter how the dishes get washed, as, as long, long as they it, get washed. As long as the dishes get
1: washed. And I think yeah, that's yeah. that that's a good example because I think a lot of times too is. We're so focused on maintaining our own identity and the way we were raised to do things that we forget that, like you said, there's not necessarily a right or wrong, but what is the best way for us as a couple to come together to accomplish that common goal? Well, that's good. You guys are even only being married um, a little over three weeks. You're starting to realize that blending two independent lives together is not as easy as a lot of people think, because again, I go back to my introduction and it's most people think about the wedding day that you don't think about how we're going to live together after that day. And that's when the issues come about. Um, I'm going to go back to the wedding for a little bit to the planning process and ask that any of you have any prior experience with participating in planning a wedding, whether for a friend or a family member Or was this all new to you? All new. All new? All new. To both of you?
2: Uh, Well, maybe to plan, because I'm a professional photographer, so I've been involved with, you know, wedding planners and I I haven't had to plan myself. Right. But I've, you know, shot weddings Mm -hmm. as a photographer. So Mm -hmm. I've seen some of how the wedding flow, but I haven't been in the... It's nothing like the planning. The process. actual planning. The actual so I was just gonna
1: process. say, was it totally different than what you expected? Uh,
2: yeah. It's it's pretty much aggravating. It's, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> That's not a good thing. It's it's not. But it's when it's over, it's, it's beautiful. But yeah, planning it, man. Listen.
1: So why did you find it to be so aggravating?
2: Um, I don't know. As a guy. I think uh, it might even be like an ego thing or whatever whatever it's on our plate to feel like we need to take care of it the wedding financially mm-hmm. and you know support what's going on and so it's a lot of pressure when it's like okay I need money for this I need money for that I need money for this I need money for that and you know just sitting down thinking all the time is like, what can I do to make money for this? What can I do to make money for that? Uh starts to build stress. And then when you hear, you know, flowers cost eight thousand dollars, uh it's, it's it's not pretty. You know and I'm saying, you know, you know, like what? Like I can get flowers from the dollar store. They're very much so nice looking.
1: You were saying uh, that from day one before uh, yeah, we even I, discussed <laughs> the cost of flowers.
2: I'm trying to make it like it was a joke, but that's, <laughs> that was the actual truth. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, but yeah, it's it just, you know, especially me because I'm a budgeter mm-hmm. uh, and I'm, I think I'm the saver uh, out of us, out of us both. And mm-hmm. so... And the cheapest, um, and so I'm always looking for a bargain or a deal or who mama got the hookup or somebody that got the hookup that we can we can get it done. Mm-hmm. So because of that, when like when you hear prices of stuff, it gets it gets nerve wracking.
1: So really, then what you're saying is the cost of a wedding was not what you expected it to be.
2: Yeah, that's right. basically.
1: Yes. And then speaking of the budget, did you guys I mean I know we talked about budget at our very first meeting and you guys set a budget. Did you stick to that budget?
0: Um I think we went a little over budget. <laughs> Maybe about, you know, two, 000, three thousand dollars. I don't remember. <laughs> but but what go ahead. But I would say with the um budgeting Like initially we did come up with a budget, but when we discussed the budget, we didn't really think about life right? and the things that can happen. And, you know, we're like, okay, I make this much money. You make this much money. This is what we think we could afford Mm -hmm. to pay for this wedding. But we didn't include all the other things that will happen during that year long process Mm -hmm. of planning the wedding. Mm -hmm. So I think that was the biggest issue
1: for us. If you could go back and do it again, would you give yourself more time to plan the wedding? Well, knowing my fiance, I don't think he
0: would want us what? to extend <laughs> the wedding. So maybe we would probably have to like just drop the budget.
1: So in setting that budget, one of, I think one of the first things I said to you guys with regard to budget was pick or find a realistic or set a realistic budget. Meaning set a budget that you guys knew you could comfortably afford without what you thought your parents or anybody else could give you to help, help with the planning of the wedding. And the reason why I say that is because a lot of times we get promises from people. And in today's society, most couples are waiting longer to get married and they're paying for the weddings themselves. So when you go to book a venue, even though Aunt Susie said, Okay, I'm going to give you $5,000 towards your wedding. Until you have that in hand, it's not really yours. So you can't really count on that. Mm-hmm. You know? So did you guys find that to be true during the oh, process? Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, oh absolutely.
0: Yes.
2: Absolutely. Um, I think that's what made a lot of things um, a little more stressful because we made a realistic budget based on what we what we thought that we could afford. hmm and then life happened. Right. Um, I lost my job. Brittany lost her job.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Brittany was in her last year of a semester of school. So mm-hmm. she started an internship, which is 40 hours a week, non-paid. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of things that we thought we were going to be able to do, we weren't able to keep up with the budget. Right. Uh, and, you know, the Lord blessed that I, I, I got a job. Um I have the job that I have now, and I was able to, you know, work hard. We, we was driving Uber. We was doing some of everything to to try to make, to make up and make budget because we knew that we wanted to be able to pay for things ourselves because, like you say, people are paying for stuff out of their pocket, and it's not the older days where – you, I say, hey, will you marry me? And then I ain't got to worry about nothing because your parents is going to take care of, of everything. Right, like right. It, that's not the, the day and age that we live in. Right. And so we know we had to take care of things. And so uh, that put, you know, uh, stress on the budget. And then the same the things happen like how you say you have people that say, hey, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you that. hmm. Uh, and i'm going to give it to you by this date right and the date get closer you call them hey just checking on you no answers mm-hmm. give them some more messages text them facebook some of everything no answers don't call you don't talk to you give you run around oh i'm a, i'm going to have it this time i'm going to have it that time and give you run around to where you actually needed that but now you got to try to find some other means to come to up do it. Yeah. you know to come up with it yeah
1: that that does definitely when you're expecting something from somebody else, it can definitely add another level of stress to the planning process, you know. So with all of that in mind, do either of you have any advice to couples that are planning their weddings with regard to setting a budget? I mean, you pretty much said it,
0: you know, don't count what someone else says they're going to give you until you have it in your hand and also set a realistic um, budget. And when I say realistic budget, take into account the things that can happen. Mm -hmm. Like if you you make $40,000 a year and your fiance make $40,000 a year, don't go and say, okay, we have $80,000 to plan this wedding. Don't even say you have 60.
1: Because you have to live. Because you still have to
0: live throughout that process and things come up. Right. I don't know what percentage um, your income should be um, used for the wedding, but I would say I wouldn't take even 50% of my
1: income. But that would depend, to me, that would all depend on the couple and what their living expenses are. You know you know the lifestyle that you currently live. Are you willing to cut back on that lifestyle or do you still want to maintain that same level during the planning process? If you do, then that's going to limit the amount of funds that you can put aside for your wedding. And then in addition to that, you want to be able to live after the wedding. So I admire you guys for paying for your wedding cash and not doing anything on credit because a lot of times people do that and there's they'll charge twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars on a credit card. And then after the wedding is over and everybody's ate and gone home and happy hmm. and had a good time, you're still bogged down with trying to pay back these these debts.
2: Um I would say my best advice for a couple planning to get married as um, far as budget goes. I would say whatever you set your budget to, what you feel you guys can set your budget to, don't make a wedding date until after you have at least half of that money.
1: That's a good thought.
2: If you have half of that money before you make a wedding date, it will make your load lighter. Hmm. Um, because... Like you say, life happens. You never know.
1: Right.
2: We made enough money to pay for the wedding. Right. Life happened. You right. Lose jobs. You got this going, that going, and now you're nickeling and diamond. I spent hours and Brittany too hours and hours in the wee nights of the morning driving Uber, trying to make extra money uh, to make up for lost time that mm-hmm. we we've had. Mm-hmm. But if you have a buffer, a budget, mm-hmm. I mean, a buffer on your budget. Mm-hmm. Then you can set a realistic date and it don't be so stressful on you to come up with the remaining
1: parts of the That's a good point. I, I really like that. That's a good point. One more question about the budget and then we'll move on. Do you guys think social media played a part in what it is you guys wanted for your wedding? And the reason why I'm asking that as a wedding planner, when it comes to planning weddings, I sometimes hate social media because I have a bride and sometimes grooms I want this I saw this I want this I want not thinking about what that may actually cost and then when I said well your budget is this I don't know if we can do that they don't want to hear that so do you think that had any um effects on what it was you really wanted from the wedding or did it impact your budget in any way for me I would say no because going into
0: the wedding process, like I honestly didn't know what I want. And there were many times I called you like, okay, you make the decision. <laughs> so I, yeah, I, you were a fairly easy bride. <laughs> I must say that. Yeah. So I don't really think social media, cause I, when I'm planning something, I always want to do something different than what someone else is doing. And I right. will always tell you that like, as long as I, it doesn't look the same, right. I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. So I don't think social media played a role in anything that we wanted for the wedding. I think it, spoke to who we are individually and collectively. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah, you know, I'm easy peasy, so, you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah, so I was just like, just do you, you know what I'm saying? Y'all just let me know what it costs.
0: You know what okay. I don't think it went
1: that way. I'm <laughs> gonna <okay>. move on. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know about that, <laughs> The one thing I must say I liked about both of you is that you both, like you said, Brittany, you both wanted st- something different. Even with the venue, we knew you knew the venue. Normally, people would do a certain thing or a certain style event at that venue, and your your only thing was I wanted to be a- different. So I like that because it gave me the freedom to try and create something that was representative of both of you. You know, based on what I know about the knew about the both of you. And so, yeah, I like that. That and fact that. you
2: that. did. It was beautiful. oh well,
1: thank you. Yes. I do my best to please. No, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, a little more serious uh, question. Did you learn anything new about each other during this process that you did not know before?
0: Absolutely. I think the biggest thing that I learned is like when planning with like anything that I do, I have to take into account that Steven does not work well under pressure when it comes to finances. Ah. And it makes me, you know, like when I'm at the store and I want to swipe my card for something, I'm just like, okay, how is this going to mess up anything? You know, really take into account like how the pressure was on him throughout this process and I do not want our day-to-day life to be like that. <laughs> Good. Yes. Cool. Um,
2: uh, things I learned about Britney Britney's a, a trooper. Uh she's she's uh, she's she showed me a lot of strength in the process of of the planning that I didn't see so much of like a in the dating process, mm-hmm. I would say. Um she she had a, res- a res- resilience of things that she knew she liked and and the way she was confident in, in what she wanted. Uh, once she decided what, what she <laughs> wanted, like she, when <laughs> she decided what she wanted, she was, she was on there. That was it. There was, she was straight. She yeah. was on the track and, you know, um, you know, sometimes maybe once or twice I might've been tough or hard, oh, you know, against some of the things that sh- she wanted to do, but, <laughs> she she really showed me that she could take charge uh of certain situations and be able to lead it even though the man is the the head if we're following the crisis model mm-hmm. the woman still leads as well like you you're you're going in a path together you're mm-hmm. not you know pulling a mule you're not pulling a dog. like you're with somebody right. you're walking together in a path and she showed me that if I had to give her something to run with, she could run with it okay. and she could take care of it. And it took a lot of pressure off me. The only pressure I had was trying to find money. Right. But it took a lot of pressure <laughs> off of me of any anything else because she would take care of she would take care
0: of all of it. That's awesome. Great. Let me pat myself on the back.
1: Hey. <laughs> It's a great opportunity during during that planning process to really see what each other is made of, yes, and that you learn from that. If you know, because this is the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with, so it's important that you pick up on these different subtleties in each other and try to learn from that, so that when you two come together, you know, you know now, Brittany, you don't want to put any undue financial stress on him. And he's going to also do his best to give you exactly what it is you want. But then he also now knows, too, that, hey, I don't have to be controlling because Brittany can handle this, you know? So I think that the fact that you guys learned that during the planning process, it's something that if you keep that in mind as you go through your day-to-day lives and when different things come up, that'll help you guys tremendously. So... We've talked about the wedding and planning for the wedding, Um, but let's talk about what steps and plans you guys took to plan for your life together as husband and wife. You you mentioned that you did counseling, but did you guys, not only during the counseling session, but on your own, talk about the different roles or who's going to play what role in the marriage, who's going to make... Certain types of decisions, whether it be financial, how many kids, you know, those kinds of things. Did you guys talk about that? Did you make plans towards that? You know, who's better with handling the checkbook or those kinds of things? Yeah, we talked about that stuff prior to um, premarital counseling, and we also talked about it in premarital counseling. And do you think that you've come to a complete understanding on some of those things, or do you feel like there's still things that you have to? Delving to a little bit deeper.
2: Uh, I think it's a a um, a, a, a living th- living thing or uh, ongoing project because right. we've said, okay, you're going to do this and you're going to do that and you're going to do that. But now that you've merged two lives together, you might see a better way in something. It's like, right. okay, actually, you're better at this than I thought I was going to be. Um, and <clears throat> now that we're together, it's kind of like we had a uh, uh, a foundation of what we, you know, what we thought we would we would do in in situations, mm-hmm. but now we can actually build on it. Mm-hmm. we can say, okay, this is what we're going to do on, on this, and this is how, how this is going going to be. Uh, because everything before is preparation. Right. You know, and now you're actually in the the game, uh, I guess you could say.
1: Game of life.
2: Yeah. You're in the game, <laughs> you're in the game, the game of marriage. Um, and so now sometimes the game plan changed. Right. You know, in the in the middle of the game, like you can plan all week and prep all week and get there and. They, the other team has uh, something that you were not prepared for. And now you got to switch everything that you thought you just knew, switch it around to, okay, what works best right now?
1: Right, right.
2: Uh, and so I believe that it's an it's a ongoing thing. It's an ongoing thing. Ongoing thing. Yeah.
1: yeah. And like you said, you guys are very newlyweds. Yes. And so there will definitely be a lot of um, learning opportunities. Moving forward, Mm -hmm. you know, and you guys just have to be open to that. And and like you said, not be so rigid and not want to veer off of this path that you guys might have, you know, set for yourselves or thought you were setting for yourself because life happens and things change. Yeah. What advice would you guys give to couples who are planning a wedding? And it can be on anything, whether it's choosing a bridal part your your bridal party, whether it's choosing a wedding planner, just whatever. What do you think if you, Brittany, could give one piece of advice and you, Steve, can give one piece of advice, what would it be? My one piece of advice would be to choose your wedding party carefully.
0: They can make or break this process for you. And... I went through some things. <laughs> so if you have a gut feeling about someone, like it's deal with it early on. Don't wait. If you like I said, if you have a gut feeling about something, mm-hmm. deal with it. Mm-hmm. Don't wait the process out like, oh no, I'm going to get through it. We're going to get through it. Like deal with it head on because like I said, they can make or break this process for you.
2: Uh my one bit of advice or, or another piece another piece of advice that I would give couples planning a wedding is, don't listen to nobody. Mm. Um, do y'all like have what you want there? Mm-hmm. Do what you want, even if someone is giving you money towards something, that doesn't mean it's their wedding.
1: And if the money comes with condition.
2: Yeah, if the money comes with condition.
1: Then say no.
2: You don't want it. Like if, if your parents is going to give you money, but now they want to tell you what to do in the wedding, I don't want it because mm-hmm. it's not your day. It's mm-hmm. it's our day. Mm-hmm. And so it builds a better bond if you guys can do that together and say this is what we want And don't listen to outside voices of you guys should do this or you guys should do that. And what do y'all think about this? And what do y'all think? All the input is, you know, thank you for all the input. But at the end of the day, we're going to make a decision on what we enjoy and what we want, because your day should be beautiful. Our day was phenomenal. It was it was beautiful. And our reception was great. And we had. A party we had partied man, all night. we had, yes, we y'all had party. fun <laughs> because from the beginning of planning we knew that we wanted to hurry up and get through the, the wedding process we wanted to hurry up and get through all the tape and rope of the reception to get to partying mm-hmm. with our friends mm-hmm. and we wanted to invite people that we knew were going to turn up with us and party and have mm-hmm. fun and we're not um you know, I give you uh, an example. There were people that I didn't invite to my wedding that my mom wanted to invite to mm-hmm. the wedding, but no, I'm not inviting them to the wedding. Cause for one, I don't have a relationship with them like that. And they, they can't go to the wedding above somebody that I want to be there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like, they have to understand that if it's our choice of what we want to do, this is what we want to do. Don't, listen to outside voices trying to steer your wedding for you
1: great advice from both of you great advice and i think um what people don't realize when they're planning their weddings or any type of event but especially weddings is that a lot of the stress comes from outside forces like with you britney you know with your bridal party you had some issues there parents or other family members who are telling you well you have to invite Aunt Susie, or you got to invite so-and-so. There's just the pressure of what other people's expectations are. And it takes away from you as a couple planning the wedding, being able to actually enjoy it. It puts so much stress on couples. I wish family members and friends would realize how much undue pressure they put on people that are planning weddings. And I think if they really understood that, then they wouldn't do it. You know, and one thing I like about what you said is, it's our day. A lot of times you hear, and people are gonna think I'm crazy as an as a wedding planner, but when I hear bride say it's my day, well, yeah, it's your day, and we want you to look beautiful and feel special and feel like you know you're on top of the world. But you're not marrying yourself as a bride. Yes, it's your day. We want you to say it's your day, but you also have to remember. That if if you're only focusing on yourself for that day, my question is: Are you really ready for marriage? Because you're not coming together, you know. Yes. Um, and that's just my take on it. I see it so many, so many times and so often. But it is our day, the, meaning the couple. It's your day and standing together for what you both want, so that you are both happy in that moment. And a lot of times the guys are like, "Hey." I've had a couple of grooms that I've worked with. He's like, whatever she wants. Cause as long as she's happy, I'm happy. But then you have grooms who want to be a part of it too. So it's whatever works for the couple. Cause it is all about the couple on that day.
2: Yeah. I want to be a part
1: <laughs> of everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's
2: my day too. It's our day.
1: It's our day. Right. right. I like that. It's our day. So I'm going to end with this final question, because again, you know, I want this podcast. I want it to be about the planning process, but I also wanted to, to be about building lives together and having long, sustainable marriages. Um, but because you guys are newlyweds and you're going into this, is there anything about planning for the marriage for your life together as husband and wife that you feel either you didn't get You know, you could have gotten more advice or more information on or that you actually had no idea. And again, I know you guys are newlywed. So just based on, you know, what you know so far, do you feel that there was if there's something else that you could have that could help you guys? I mean, I think the people that we have around
0: us pretty much set us up for success, but I don't think there's anything anyone could have told us because like I, like Steven said, it's a learning process. Right, right. Like going into this, we thought we were going to have it all together. You know, we're going to decorate our house and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. But when you finally get there, you realize that, you know, what he like is so different from what you like and Mm -hmm. it's just growing together. Mm -hmm. Like coming to a common ground and compromising Mm -hmm. with each other Mm -hmm. and I don't think anyone could have given us any advice to prepare for this other than telling us you know talk to each other you know communicate compromise and you know other than that I don't think they could have prepared us
2: yeah I feel feel the same way Um, I I don't think anything that anyone can tell us I know that inside of the process it's like oh Oh okay. <laughs> like oh okay, this is what people mean or oh, whatever whatever cuz you know now now you're married. Um you can't do things that you did when you were single or even when you were dating. So when you aggravate me I can't go home right. <laughs> like, and don't talk to you no more for the rest of the day or, or tomorrow or whatever. Like I gotta see you later on. Like I gotta actually look at you. And so it's 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 much different. So it's like you got on my nerves a few minutes ago, but now I gotta let that go or I'm going to cause a problem and we're not going to get along today.
1: Did you ever, did anybody, any older couple or any couples give you the advice to never go to sleep on your, your arguments or go, go to sleep angry with each other? Yeah. Have you heard that?
2: I've heard that. Yeah. And, uh, that's hard sometimes. But yeah. um, <laughs> it's very hard. To it's, leave me, very, I know. it's hard. It's hard. It's hard sometimes. We, we like, yeah, you just got to be honest. We've had some nights where it's like, man, you aggravating. Me. But um, <laughs> I still wouldn't do life without anybody. But, but you. Oh, but, um,
0: Just last night, I just rolled over. I'm like, I'm going to bed. I can't do it this right now. <laughs> <Just> like, what? <laughs> All right. What are you talking about? Good night. Yeah. And then so, you woke
1: up this morning and it was a new day it was a new day
0: yeah
2: so it's it's just after all the i wouldn't even call it cliche advice but Mm -hmm. after all the common advice that people can you know really give you like hey communicate talk like she said communicate Mm -hmm. talk Mm -hmm. be there for one another don't go to bed angry Mm -hmm. whatever whatever you can hear that stuff all day and it's all in one ear and Mike retain a little bit of it and out the other ear until you're actually in the door closes mm-hmm. and we lock the doors and now we have to live inside of this square footage that we're in. Right. You know, now it's a whole new ball game. It's like, oh, this is what they meant by mm-hmm. this. Oh, mm-hmm. yep, I see how that happens. Oh, I see how, you know, even though we've been married, you know, um, I consider myself an expert at being married for two weeks. Uh <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm a two week marriage expert. Uh, even though we've only been married, a, not sure, I'm just playing. Just married a short time, I can see you know because it's it's always been my dream from youth to be married. I, like I've my I've been preparing for marriage for as long as I can remember. So, but I can see how people talk about me and my wife having talked for years. Or we're just roommates mm. or something. Because if you go to bed angry tonight mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then you wake up tomorrow angry, mm-hmm. you're not going to talk that day either.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the
2: next day going to roll around. And then the next day going to roll around. And then the next thing you know, y'all roommates. Right. You know, uh, and you can you can see how easily if you don't compromise, if you don't let things go, if you don't understand that don't sweat the small stuff is less Brown could say then you're you're not gonna make it. Like it's That's true. like it's. I've watched videos, and the the most helpful information I've seen out of couples that have been married for years and years and years is simply let it go. Gotta let it go. Gotta gotta let it go. My parents been married for fifty six years. Um, maybe seven. I don't know. They've been married.
1: They need well, a medal. Yeah, that's, that's unheard like, of.
2: They've been married for you know, and it's right now they anymore. right now they on vacation together, out of town. They doing it. They're doing their thing. But they've been married for fifty something years, and that's what my mama tell me. That's what my dad dad tell me. it's just like, you just gotta let it go because if you don't let it go. What you going to do just fall apart right if right. you don't let it go the only other thing to do is to separate right like, right so you just you just gotta let it go
1: well one small piece of advice for me is when there is an issue no matter how small or insignificant it seems don't try to brush it under the rug deal with it because if you don't deal with it you know be like okay i'm not going to say nothing i'll let it go but then deep down inside you're still upset Then it's going to take one more thing that's going to add to it and it's going to get bigger and bigger. And And before you know it, that one little thing becomes this big old giant situation. And you're like, well, where did that come from? You know, because you didn't deal with the small things. And that's important. And then once you deal with it, then you got to let it go. Mm -hmm. You can't hold on to it. Speaking from experience, you can't hold on to it
2: doesn't help. And I ain't got no experience. And here's my, my unexperienced uh, advice. Don't do that before bed.
1: (laughs) Well, that's true.
2: That's true.
1: And sometimes you have to walk away and know Mm -hmm. that, okay, this is not the time to discuss this, but know that at some point you're coming back together to talk about it. Maybe everybody needs to walk away to to cool off, but you've got to come back together to talk about it. Just don't let it build, you know, because then it becomes something that you most times won't be able to control. Well, we are going to end with that. And I want to thank you guys so much for being here with me tonight on my first episode of this podcast. I'm praying and hoping that, you know, it becomes something that is a tool that couples can use as they're planning their their weddings and planning their married lives together. So, Thank you guys. And thanks to everyone for listening. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Wedding and Beyond podcast. For more advice on planning your wedding and preparing for a successful marriage, make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening and follow us on Instagram at Royal Occasions.